Welcome to Fire Talk Radio, teaching the unfiltered Word of God with the anointing of His Spirit, with subjects on eternity and the choices we make that determine our eternal destiny. Hello everyone, welcome to Fire Talk Radio. I'm really glad you joined me. Whatever part of the world you're listening to me from, I'm glad you're here with me tonight. Tonight I'm going to be continuing my series, The Authority of the Believer. I'm going to be continuing on teaching uh, on different aspects of that. And uh, But before I do, I'm going to go into a song and I will be right back with you. Second one awakes his next door brother. Three awake and rise it down and turn the whole place upside down. Many awake will cause such a fuss. Finally wakes up the rest of us. One man awakes with dawn in his eyes. Surely then it multiplies. Surely then it multiplies.
Praise God. That was Leland, and that song was called The Great Awakening. I gave you a little story behind that, a little synopsis. Uh, I've got it off of Leland's website, lelandonline.com. I've just condensed it here. So it says, these are their words written down. It says, I came across the idea for Great Awakening. They're talking about the song, The Great Awakening. Then it all, it, um, let's see, it says, uh, he had a book he was reading at the time called The Patriot's Handbook, written by a friend of ours, Dr. Grant. The book has a lot of really cool stories about different godly men and women in American history. I came across a chapter about the Great Awakening revival in the 1700s. In the chapter, they talked about George Whitfield and Jonathan Edwards, the two preachers of this revival. Then right there in the middle of the chapter was a poem about the Great Awakening by Lawrence Tribble, written in the 1700s. The words just jumped off the page to me, and he talks about immediately running into the studio, the piano, and getting the melody for the song. So that was actually a poem from the 1700s and from the Great Awakening that took place there. And Leland chose a song because they believe that God is resurrecting 200-year-old lyrics because America is ready for another move of God in our nation again. And I believe that's true. I believe that myself. And tonight I'm going to get uh, get on uh, with the message here The teaching part three You may hear some things from last time You may know that Adam Adam was the god of this world With Adam and Eve God was, He was the god of the, of the world And he should have stood in his authority And kicked Satan out of the Garden of Eden and never let him back in because we wouldn't be in the problems we're having right now. Anyway, that's another story. (laughs) Adam tried to be independent to God. Separation from God is separation from life. So many people, I know myself, I've, I've made the mistake of trying to do it by myself. Oh, I'm fine. I can do it by myself. I I, I can do this. I don't need any help. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> and then I'm, uh, I end up in, in in a mess. It's like little kids, sometimes little children, you, know, you say, oh, you need help with that. Maybe they, you know, oh, no, I can do it myself. And they think they can ride on their bike without you holding the, the back part of it. And they end up falling. Or it's just something that they think, oh, I can do this by myself and independent from your help. But it's not always, it doesn't work that way. Now, authority was given to me to subdue the earth. And I take care of it. It does not take care of me. So I take care of the earth. I, I It doesn't take care of me. Uh, and I know that uh, now if you're going to get upset about anything um, 
really basically I mean not pretty much with with man so much as getting upset with the enemy because uh we wrestle not with flesh and blood but with, but against against come against strong principalities and strongholds. In fact I'm gonna find that that scripture so that I'm not just just paraphrasing it. So we wrestle wrestle not. Okay, it's got or I haven't even finished typing it out on the page, it's already got it here for me. That's Ephesians six look at Ephesians six twelve for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So that's what we wrestle we wrestle with. So basically when somebody does something it's really the the spirit behind that person and then yielding to that spirit. In Romans twelve twelve it says rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continually steadfastly in prayer. Romans five ten for if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of his son much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. 1 John 4, 4. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. And you and you and I, we don't have to constantly sin Sin has no dominion over me or you. We have dominion over it. God lives inside me. And he cannot be tempted by sin because he's God. He's He's holy. He doesn't want to sin. And it's not who he is. It's completely against his nature. Completely against who he is. So he can't be tempted by it. Being tempted means it's something, it wouldn't be a temptation if you couldn't give in to it, you didn't want to do it in some way. And But God doesn't want that, so he can't be tempted. So since God lives inside of us, we allow the Holy Spirit to to, to rise up big in in us. And when we allow him to rise up big in us, then he's not going to be tempted, and we're just going to let him take over. And when we let him, when we walk by, when we walk by the spirit, and not by the flesh, we're not going to be tempted to do those things. So, and walking in authority comes from training by the spirit of God. So it's the training of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, when he was he was on the earth, he got away by himself and secluded himself from all influences, all distractions, everything. 
And he spent time with God, spent his alone time with with Father, God, with his Father. And you do not receive the majority of things that you need from the fire in corporate settings. Yes, you receive some things, but not the majority. You receive those things during your alone time with God and in his presence. If you walk in your own ability, like I was saying earlier, oh, I can do it on my own, and walking independently like Adam was doing, if you walk in your own ability, you're going to, if you go to a foreign country, you'll end up getting killed because you won't be, you'll be doing it in the flesh and not not in the spirit, not the power of God and in the authority. People will respect the power that you walk in. It's important that this written in red, capital letters, important. Spend time alone with God. Start walking in your God-given authority. Sin brought separation from God and it brought death. You can read about the fall of man in Genesis 3. You can read the, the entire chapter of Genesis 3 will will tell you about the fall of man and how just all of it took place. And uh, so that I can give you a little bit of it, but then if you want a a more a more um, well, the whole details, then you can just go to, just look it up in Genesis 3, and then you can get the whole the whole thing there. And it's basically talking about how when God told them they could eat of all, all the trees except for, for one, and um, it's talking, and I'm trying to find which, but basically, uh, the de- basically Satan deceived Eve, and he he was trying to say, oh well, did God really say that? And kind of making her confused about what God really said. Well, and uh, she ends up e- eating of the forbidden fruit, and. Adam's right there. It says she gave and she gave him a, a bite. Well, he was standing right there. He should have taken his authority and either told her not to eat it when she's going to take a bite, or he should have just not taken it with her. But you can read all of that in chapter three, Genesis three. It tells you all about that, and you can read that in your own time. With him, with your, with God. Isaiah fifty-nine verse two says, "But your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden His face from you, so that He will not hear." And there's a law of sin and death, and it is. Um, describe the effects and the workings of sin in the earth and how sin 
and it, it leads to death. It's a law of sin and death, basically. The law of life sets us free from the law of sin and death. That's, if you if you look at if you think about the law of gravity, uh, you can you cannot believe in gravity all you want. You can think it's just a hoax. It's not real. It's not a fact, but then you jump off a five or five or ten story building, you're gonna find out pretty quickly that the law of gravity is true and that it's real. And John G. Lake, this was his key verse for John G. Lake. The law of life is set us free from the law of sin and death. John G. Lake he was in the I think he was helping out during there was a bubonic plague and was going on and and he was help, he was working with these people and and one of the you know when people die they have foam that is on their mouth and uh, he said to one of the scientists one of the laboratory people that worked in the laboratory he says take some of that foam and look at it under the microscope. They took some of the foam, put it under the microscope, and the bubonic plague, the organisms and all that, it was all alive and active and very, very strong. He says, now take some of that and put it on my hand. So he took some of that, put it on the, the on John G. Lake's hand. He says, now take it off, put it on the slide, put it under the microscope. He took it off, put it on the slide, put it under the microscope. It was dead. The bu- that it was completely dead, and it wasn't because it had been a couple of seconds or a few minutes and was, you know, died naturally. It wasn't that at all. It was he truly believed in the in the truth in the reality of the law of life, setting him free from the law of sin and death. So that I thought that was powerful, totally powerful, and. We just need to get a, a revelation of our authority, and and so we um, have a revelation of your authority, and I get a revelation of my authority. And what is the theme of your ministry? And I, you know, I need to ask myself that too. What's the theme of my ministry? If it's just helping repair roofs, and or or if it's um, things helping humanity and it's not really a ministry because a ministry should be scripturally based like I want to earn $10,000 a month because I want to give 90% of it to helping rescue souls from a lost eternity something like that, whatever it is, based on, or it's, I want to fund fund my own to go out there and, and do the works of Jesus. He said, these works shall you do in greater. And God did not bring sin into the earth. Adam did. Adam did that fall, like you could you read about in Genesis 3. Adam did that when when he gave into sin and he committed the sin, then he gave the authority to to Satan. 
and the, the law of life no longer rules in the earth. No longer rules in the earth, and that's why bad things happen to good people. And also, John, John, I mean, John, John, John 10, 10 says, The thief come not but to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So that's also another thing, kill, steal, and destroy. That's the reason why. And Satan was authorized through the sin and death that we've been talking about that Adam committed. Uh, so he was he was given that authority through the sin and death that Adam and Eve committed. But, and so 2 Corinthians 2, verses through, through, 3 through 4 says, And I wrote this very thing to you, lest when I came I should have sorrow over those from whom I ought to have joy, having confidence in you, all that my joy is, the joy of you all. For out of much affliction and anguish of heart, I wrote to you with many tears, not that you should be grieved, but that you might know the love which I have so abundantly for you. When you preach the gospel, the lights come on, and light is an enemy of Satan. Satan is described as a governing authority in earth. Bind the enemy. Bind him. Bind him to stop blinding your loved one's eyes and your own eyes as well. Take authority over spiritual darkness, the wickedness of all that. Take authority over the enemy. In John 10, 35, it says, God's, to whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken. I'm going to read that again with emphasis here. John 10, 35, he called, if he called them God's, that's with a little g, to whom the word of God, big G, came, and the scripture cannot be broken. Psalm 8, 6. I said, you are God's little g, and all of you are children of the Most High. And I'm going to go, and I'm actually going to read all Psalm 82 for you, to you. God stands in the congregation of the mighty, He judges among the gods. How long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? Selah. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Free them from the hand of the wicked. They do not know, nor do they understand, They walk about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are unstable. I said, you are gods and all of of you are children of the Most High. But you shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for you shall inherit all nations. 
The word judge is Hebrew. This governing authority or judge. And we walk in that as a child of God. So so the word, like I was saying, is Hebrew, and we walk in that, that uh, as a child of God. But I am not a deity like God. I am a little God, G, a little G, emphasis, emphasize little D. And we rule over simple hearts, not repentant to God. If you are not repentant of your sins and you do not confess your sins to God, then Satan has a stronghold. Luke 4, 6. And the devil said to him, all this authority, and he's talking about Jesus here, it says, and, and the devil said to him, or Jesus, all this authority I will give you and their glory for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whom I wish. And how was it delivered unto Satan? It was delivered to him by Adam when he sinned. John twelve thirty one. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. Jesus defeated death and he restored authority over Satan. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Colossians two thirteen verses fifteen and you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. It was nailed to the cross. Jesus, as it says right there, made a public spectacle of Satan. Ephesians 1, 19-23 And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he has put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. 
<laughs> Praise God, all things are under Jesus' feet. You have authority even when you are dog-tired, when you are so sleepy, you're exhausted, you're just burnt out. You have authority even when you don't feel like you have that authority or you're not dressed for it or if you're in your in a in a sweatsuit at Walmart and God tells you to go witness to something and you don't you feel like you're supposed to have a three piece suit on. But or you're just really tired. It it's not about how we feel. It's it, it's it's in knowing that we have that authority. It's because it's it's a it's a fact, it's a truth. I am who I am because of Christ, not because of me, but because I made a decision to to transfer myself to be transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. I made a decision to follow the commandment to get baptized in water and also be filled with the Holy Spirit and be and be baptized with the Holy Spirit, the evidence of speaking in other tongues. And that's what I made a decision to do that. And it go to a song and we'll be right back. Your mercy overflow as we hold. 
My 
and talks about that, and then and then he shall bruise your you shall bruise his heel. What's, what's up? Probably find that. What it's talking about basically is, is Jesus is gonna bruise is gonna bruise uh, Satan's head, and then he will. Satan is going to talks about how um, his heel uh, bruises heel, bruised your heel. That basically means when he, when he's going to be crucified. Jesus is going to be crucified, but that's just uh, temporary there. And Jesus restored authority over sin and its effects. <laughs> Thank God. Romans 6, verse 6 says, Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin, so we are no longer slaves of sin. A master does exactly what the slave tells it to do. So if you're a slave to sin, who's your master? Sin is your master. So every time that your flesh or that part of you is is pushing you to sin... That's your. That's the master, and it 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 is. You're going to do exactly what what your master sin master sin wants you to do. But if your master is is walking in the spirit, it's it's living a godly, a holy, pure life. Then you will have master of your your spirit will rule over your flesh, and will rule over sin. Because, as I said a second ago, thank God we are no longer a slave of sin. And the only reason that a person sins is because they choose to sin. The devil didn't make them do it. A lot of times people will say that or will say, oh, it's how I was raised. I had abused as a child or, or, you know, somebody just got me angry but in all all reality if the enemy he you know he, he comes at us with fiery darts and those are in our our thought life so he comes at us with a thought and then we instead of casting down that vain imagination that thought taking that thought into captivity we we start to meditate on it and meditate on it some more until it drops into our heart and then we start to act on it. So that's why they, they've come up. They they come up with that term premeditated murder. A person just doesn't go out and just murder somebody. Yes, there are crimes of passion, but and a person doesn't just go out and commit adultery. They they started to look on that woman, and then they started to meditate. What would it be like to be with them? And then they committed the act. It doesn't just happen. It's premeditated. So we need to cast down those pre- those thoughts and not meditate on them, but meditate on, on good, pure thoughts. Like it says in Philippians, it talks about 
Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are... I'll say I just have to think here for a second because if I knew it off by heart, I had a way of doing it. Whatsoever things are... Okay, I'm just going to go look it up. Instead of sitting here trying to... I had to learn that one for Bible college, and there was a certain way I remembered it, but then I was trying to think of... Okay... This talks about in Philippians, whatsoever things are. Okay, whatsoever things are honest and just, whatsoever things are pure and godly, of a good report. So whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on those things. So I left out a couple of a couple of words there, but that's basically basically think on good things. Don't meditate on on going out and committing adultery or meditating on murdering somebody or meditating on a bank heist. Don't think on those things. Think on godly things. Christians are not a slave anymore. The reason that people, Christians, deal with issues is because they do not walk in their God-given authority. When you say you cannot get over something, you're actually listening to the enemy and you're calling the word of God and God a liar. The effects of sin are death, sickness, and poverty. Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Jesus became a curse for us. Deuteronomy 28, verses 15 through 68, talks about all the curses of the law, the direct consequences of disobedience and sin, and there are a lot of, a lot of them there. I encourage you to read Deuteronomy 28, verses 15 through 68. And if any any one of those things are happening in your life, it's because you are operating under the curse and not under the the under the blessing. And Jesus, He delegated authority to the church. Ephesians 2, verses 5 through 6. Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 1, verses 22 through 23, And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head, over all things to the church, 
which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Jesus is the head. Romans 6.20, And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. All authority has been given to me. And I go in that same authority and I walk in it. So my position today is number one, I have authority in the earth. Number two, Christ restored my authority over Satan. And number three, Jesus gave me authority over sin and its effects. When there are symptoms of sickness in your body or somebody that you love or even somebody you just met, take authority over them. You have that authority. And finally, in in my last couple of, in closing here, our last couple of thoughts here. If you if you uh, have whatever the symptoms are, just keep speaking to those symptoms. Speak to that scratchy throat and bind that sickness in the name of Jesus. Speak life over yourself. And also using wisdom at the same time. You got you need to help maintain your physical body. Keep it fit and walk in optimum performance physically. You've got to use wisdom, get enough sleep, eat properly, and get some exercise so that you don't you don't open that door and become vulnerable to the enemy. Because if the enemy can distract you by the attacks on your body or just any kind of attack and you allow it to get to you you will not be effective for the kingdom of God. And finally, rise up in authority and the power that God has given you. I'm gonna there and I'm gonna continue next Saturday at eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time and then of course Friday I will be Continuing my series, My Treasure, be continuing with that. 
And I want to let you know about a Bible college. It's called Bible River Bible Institute. And there's the River School of Worship and the River School of Government. You can check those schools out at riverbibleinstitute.com, riverschoolofgovernment.com, riverschoolofworship.com. You can check those out. And, if, and I have been authorized to give you a free scholarship that you don't have to pay back. I can give you one for the River School of Government. I'm, not, but I'm sorry. I can give you one for the River School of Worship and the River Bible Institute. Free scholarship. You don't have to pay it back. At this time, River School of Government, they're not giving scholarships for that. But if you know somebody else that, that the call of God is on their life, you can give them a scholarship to the River Bible Institute and the River School of Worship. And if they know someone, they can give them a scholarship, and it just keeps going and going and going, like a ripple effect. You know, and school starts in August. And if you have any prayer requests, feel free to email me at firetalkradio2 at yahoo.com. That's firetalkradio2, that's the number two, at yahoo.com. And please follow me on my home page at blogtalkradio.com forward slash fire talk radio two number two. So number two. So blogtalkradio.com forward slash fire talk radio two. That's number two. And you can check out and like my Facebook page at Facebook dot com forward slash fire talk radio two and you can uh, follow me on twitter as well and also i'm on i'm on itunes and i have the links to those on my home page at fire talk radio two that's number two dot t like tom k like king fire talk radio two dot t k Also, I want to give a disclaimer here that the comments and opinions expressed during Blog Talk Radio commercials and ads do not necessarily reflect that of myself or my Christian beliefs, especially the new ads promoting the consumption of alcohol. So I just wanted to put that disclaimer out there. And let's see. You can also call for prayer. You can call 866-857-4837. That is 866-857-4837. And you can go to revival.com forward slash RTN, that's R like Robert, T like Tom, N like Nancy, and you can watch any archived services there, uh, the River at Tampa Bay Church's uh, services. You can also, you can also go to 
Well, actually, if you are in the Central Florida area, we'd love to have you come be a part of the River at Tampa Bay Church. And that would be the services are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. and Wednesday, 7 p.m. Standard Time. Now, I know I have some listeners in South Africa, and I have some listeners in Canada, so I'd like to tell you real quick about a week of meetings taking place in Cape Town starting Sunday, which is um, probably getting pretty close to, if not already there for you all right now. So it starts the 8th of March to the 13th of March, and that's in Cape Town, South Africa. The telephone number is plus two seven two one five five two four zero nine six. That is plus two seven two one five five two four zero nine six. And the website for that is www.clikecharlie, R like Romeo, C like Charlie.org. Z like zebra, A like alpha. So www.crc.org.za. And there is a great awakening in Ontario, Canada. April 12th through April 17th. The phone number for that is area code 519-542-7731. That's area code 519-542-73, I mean 7731. So check that out and check out all the the itinerary at revival.com. Check it all out over there. I'm trying to see if I've left anything out at all. I don't think I have, but if I have, it'll it'll uh, it'll work out. I can say it on the next one. So I have live shows on Monday at eight, Monday, Friday, and Saturday at eight. And coming up, I'm going to, um, I'm not sure when I'm going to start. I may start in April, but I'm going to start teaching on the healing and miracle ministry of Jesus and also on getting to know the person of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to be teaching on those. And so I'm going to be having four, four teachings a month. I mean a week, not a month, a week. Um, so I look forward to having you join me for those. And I want to let you know that God loves you and has a great plan for your life. And if if you die today, do you know for sure beyond a shadow of a doubt that you would go to heaven? The Holy Bible reads, we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death. And the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you want to make sure you're going to go to heaven, 
just mean it with your heart and repeat after me. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose from the dead and are coming back again for me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost, a hunger for the things of God, and a holy boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am saved. I am born again. I am forgiven. And I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. And I tell you today, as a servant of Jesus Christ, all of your sins are forgiven you. Always remember to run to God and not from God because he loves you so much, has a great plan for your life. Isn't that awesome? Great news. Great news. And equally, uh, it's equally important to forgive those who've hurt. So just say this prayer from you. Say, Jesus, I forgive anyone who ever hurt neglected, or abused me. It was not my fault. I forgive everyone who I ever hurt, neglected, and abused. I forgive myself for that. Jesus, fill me with your peace, your joy, and your love. Amen. Now, if you have not been baptized with the evidence of speaking in the other in other tongues, I've got great news for you. Jesus is a baptizer with the Holy Ghost and fire. And if you want to be baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, and just say this prayer to me. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, you are the baptizer and the Holy Ghost and fire. And I'm asking you, now, to baptize me with the Holy Ghost and fire with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Amen. Now just put your hand on your belly and just when you when you go to when you go to pray, you go just allow the Holy Spirit to fill fill your mouth, to take over your vocal cords. And don't speak in any language that you know at all. Just speak in in whatever it is that comes out. It's going to be of God. And just... By faith, just speak it. There you go. Keep there you go. Keep going. Speaking. Speak it out louder, louder. There you go. More control. There you go. There you go. There you go. That's it. You got your prayer language. Praise God. You got it. Now, if you don't didn't get it right now, don't be discouraged. Stand on the word of God because it will come to pass. His promises are yes and amen. 
stand on it by faith. And Father God, I just thank you for these precious people that have been listening tonight and who will listen to the archives. Just ask that you touch them right now, seal this word in their heart, let it let it take root. And Jesus, I thank you for for healing them from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet. I release the healing anointing of Jesus. And Jesus was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement that brought us our peace was upon them, was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. So I thank you, Father, for healing them. I thank you for being about them as a wall of fire and encamping, and your angels are encamped around them. I thank you, Father, for touching them, and I thank you for them being a part of Fire Talk Radio and the ministry you've entrusted to me. In the name of Jesus, I bless them. Amen. I want to let you know that God loves you. I love you. You are precious. You're priceless. You are important, and you're accepted in the Beloved. Until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand and envelop you in his love.